0: This is Andy Purrowell for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm um, delighted to be joined by Sean Dell Winters over Zoom. Sean Dell, first and foremost, how are you? Oh
1: uh, man, I'm good. Man, I'm blessed. And I'm highly favoured.
0: Just kind of go back to kind of how long have you been in the UK, then? How long have you been over in the Shores?
1: Um, I've been over here for a little bit. Um, it's 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 good. Um. The thing that I say will stand out is how hospitable everybody is.
0: You know? now, obviously, you, you're facing Alan Babich on Saturday night, but talk to me about how long have you actually known about the fight? How long were you talking about it? Because it was one of the last fights to be announced on the card, only, I think it was only a, matter of a few days ago.
1: Yeah, well, the reality is that I found out uh, maybe about, you know, look, some time ago. You know, I can't give an exact like, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you know. But I knew it was a possibility, right. But the reality is I've been in the gym. You know what I'm saying? This is how, I, like, I don't have a, a nine-to-five job. This is my job. So I be in the gym all the time, you know. So it's like you ain't going to never just pop up Yeah, I'm going to catch him off guard or whatever. That ain't going to happen.
0: Alan Babich, somebody, you know, Eddie's excited about. Eddie wants to see where he goes with his career. To step up to face somebody like yourself. What do you expect from him on Saturday night?
2: What do I expect
1: from him? I expect for him to come forward and do what he... Or try to do what he said. You know what I'm saying? He wants to knock me out. So I expect him to come forward, you know what I'm saying, with pressure, run a lot of punches, you know, um, and, and try to, you know what I'm saying, uh, break me down or whatever.
0: What, are you be, what should we expect to see from yourself, Dell? What have you been working on?
1: You can expect to see fast, you know what I'm saying, quick. I mean, you know, fast and quick is, is so different, so you know it's different to be fast and quick, you know what I'm saying, and strong.
0: Boxing returning now as well behind closed doors. Do you feel fortunate at all to be one of the first names back on the show? I know it's over in the U.K. and you're from the U.S., but do you feel the sense of fortune to be able to get back out so soon?
1: Man, absolutely. Like, that's why I was referencing a little earlier about me feeling that, you know, this is destiny for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I've had three losses in my career so far, and each loss that I've had when i the coming back, was always greater than what I lost, you know? And so, like, too, because the purpose for me fighting and, you know what I'm saying, winning and moving on is far greater than, you know what I'm saying, uh, me fighting my opponent, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why I feel that, you know what I mean? Because what I can do, you know what I'm saying, on these platforms, with these victories, you know what I'm saying, is change where I'm from. Like, they dying, like, every day, you know? And nobody say nothing. Ain't nobody trying to say nothing, you know. And there's a lot of people that could. The reality is they the ones that had a platform, they don't really care, you know.
0: So where do you believe a win would take your career? What opportunities do you think would line up on the back of a victory on Saturday night?
1: I really don't know because, I mean, I don't know how they feel about the... I don't know how, you know, people feel about the Babbick fight. I'll fight anybody. King Kong, Godzilla, you know. It don't really matter to me. The thing is, I think, if you keep winning, winning cures all, you know. People forget what you, you – you could have just lost very bad, but if you come back and win, you know, it, what, man, he knocked him out. The loss is gone, you know.
0: We know, obviously, it's behind closed doors as well. How do you feel about that? How do you feel you'll adjust to boxing without a crowd in attendance?
1: Um, I really can't say because when I'm fighting, I don't fight for the crowd anyway. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm an entertainer and I love to do that. You know, I just came to cross a couple bridges. I love to entertain and I love to fight. You know what I'm saying? So how do I think it's going to be? I mean, probably like a little more intense than sparring, but sparring be intense for us in Chicago. Sparring is like fights.
0: Shondell final thing from me obviously the headline fight is also a heavyweight clash between yeah. Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin just yeah. what are your thoughts on there about what do you expect to see from that?
1: Don't know either one of those guys and more power to both of them you know what I'm saying they got be with them both <laughs>
3: Are delighted to be joined by Cruiseweight Sensation Isaac Chamberlain, getting ready to fight twice in the space of a short number of weeks. You must be eager to get out there after quite a long time not being able to fight.
4: Um, yeah, I'm very eager. I'm just really, really grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for you know Mick, um, signing with McHennessy and Channel Five. You know, uh, I'm very, very grateful and I'm just ready to really put on a show and um show everyone what I've been doing these past months and years, basically just training and training and really developing myself as an athlete, but even more as a person.
3: Last time we spoke to you, you just linked up again with uh, your trainer, Jorge Rubio, of course, Um, but he's not been able to be involved in the build-up for this particular fight with travel restrictions as they are. Just tell us who you've been working with and how that's um, helped you either learn some new skills or polish the ones you already had. Um, I've been working with Russell. Um, he's a,
4: a Cuban national coach, and Bobby as well. He's a he's an amazing um, amateur boxing coach. But you know, I'm turning professional. I'm there having their pro licenses done, and I think it's a it's a great team. You know, a very um, they work to a great system. They've built a lot of champions before. So, and I really liked working with them. You know, there's no ego there. There's no you know, I'm doing it for me or whatever. You know, it was really, it's really nice that um, you know, uh, 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 this this setup, you know, how I've done this setup, and I'm just really, really grateful.
3: Has it been frustrating at times in that you had that period where you didn't fight, and you did the big deal with Mick Hennessy and Channel Five, which must have been really exciting. You were scheduled to fight twice in a short space of time, and then COVID nineteen comes from out of nowhere. And you're back in a similar position, albeit with some security of having that deal in place.
4: Um, yeah, of course, it was, it was, um, it really hurt.
3: You know, it was a really sad
4: time. But I couldn't be, um, I couldn't really be, how can I say it? I couldn't really be like, oh, do you know what? You know, all of this is happening to me. Because there's certain people that died, people lost their lives and they were really ill. So I don't want to be selfish and think about myself in this moment. Because certain people have lost their lives and they can't, you know, they won't have their health back again. So uh, I just feel, you know what, the time will come again. You know, I just have to stay consistent, even if it's a couple more months. Stay consistent, stay working out, and you just have to have a positive mindset to anything. You know, it's everything is about how you look at it. I think that's that's the main thing. You can look at it negatively or positively.
3: You've got Anthony Woolery on Saturday night, two and two, um, former ultimate boxer contender. Some people look at it and say, Isaac should win that fairly comfortably. However, he's coming in with nothing to lose. He knows you haven't fought for a while. I mean, pandemic is a great leveler for everyone in the boxing world. He's not going to come to lay down. He's going to be coming with confidence. You, as the more mature, experienced fighter, you're going to have to be on your guard and, and make sure you don't fall to any banana skins, I'm guessing.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely, you know. Anthony Willery is a he's a very good boxer, you know. Um, he has a lot of tricks up his sleeve, but um, the way I'm looking and the way I'm, I'm looking to perform, I think, you know, we should do a very good job, you know. I'm grateful for even stepping in the ring, you know, and, and for him to be my dance partner. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be in the ring and happy to be fighting.
3: Is it a concern as well because you're going to be fighting on the second show in September, which is only two weeks after the first one, that you're careful you don't get involved too closely, you don't want to head clashes, you don't want to get any cuts or anything like that, because Um, you've got another fight coming up. Not really, you know,
4: as long as we stick to a game plan
3: and stick to the tactics that my coaches have given
4: me, that Bobby and Russell have given me, um, then it it shouldn't be a problem, you know. Um, Just have to control my emotions, because obviously I haven't fought in such a while. So all I have to do is just be very calm and clinical, and um, it should be a great night.
3: Do you think, I mean, obviously you're going to fight twice, but we're coming towards the end of 2020. Do you think 2021 is the year where you really break through, at least to top domestic level and then beyond? Because people have talked about your talent in kind of awe tinged tones for such a long time now. You had that kind of ugly fight with Lawrence O'Coley, which he's gone on to achieve great things. So there's no disgrace there that you didn't come out on top. But people are waiting for you to really break through now and just show the world how good you really are um
4: definitely but you know it's all in
3: everything is in god's timing
4: you know i can't really just rush everything you know everything is everything will happen when it's supposed to happen you know i just have to be patient you know and i have to bide my time and um you know i'm still only 26 years old all of these guys you know out, everyone in the top 10 i'm the youngest you know so all these guys 30 31 32 33 so i still have time so by the time I'm the, i'm 29 or 28 even you know, the, uh, I'll nearly be at world level or beyond, or world champion. And um, Mick is definitely planning that. You know, he's really trying to uh, I put in some great performances in 2020, 2021. We're targeting some great international belts.
3: One thing you can say about Mick Hennessy, and that's aside from kind of dogged determination, longevity in the business, is that he's 100% for his fighters. He gets right behind you. And is that how you found it with him so far, that he's really dedicated oh, okay. as much as you are to where you're going? Definitely,
4: definitely. And it's just, it's like a breath of fresh air because you know how the game is. The <laughs> game is dirty, man. You know, and it's such a breath of fresh air having someone like Mick behind you all the way, you know. And I'm, I'm a person, I'm, very, I'm a very, very loyal person, you know, and I see that with him as well. I only want to be around people that are like that, like-minded people like me that want to work hard, that want to do things the right way and that are loyal as well. So um, it's, just, it's definitely a blessing, you know, being around Nick, being around Michael South, being around Sham, all of these guys. They're really, really, really cool people. I can call them to talk to them about anything, about my training, about everything. So it's just it brings a closer connection from me to them, you know. So that's why I'm just, I'm just really excited. I really want to perform, not just for myself, but for the whole team as well, because we're in this together.
3: And before we let you go, just for anyone out there who might be on the fence about watching Saturday's show, I don't know why they would. It's a great card, top to bottom. But how would you convince them to tune in specifically to watch you? It's free. <laughs> Brilliant.
4: It's free. You just, just watch it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Save the pennies. That's all you need to say. No, but what are they going to see from Isaac Chamberlain? We haven't seen you for ages. Everyone's excited. What are they going to see?
4: Um, you better tune in, man tune in and watch no spoilers. yeah don't don't wait until the highlights are there just tune in man and i'm just so grateful for all the people that have been um, still supporting me through the whole time you know still supporting me still backing me and i'm i'm very very grateful and i just want to do it for those people that were supporting me
3: well we look, we can't wait to see you back in action and we'll be tuning in and we'll see you if you're in fight week as well so best luck with the rest of your preparations I'm grateful. Thank you very much.
0: This is Andy Powell for Boxing Social in association with Betfred I'm delighted to be joined by Alan Babich over Zoom. Alan, how are you?
5: Very good, man. Very good. Very good. Pumped ready for the fight. Being good scary to hear. people here.
0: <laughs> good to hear. Obviously on Saturday night you face Sean Dow Winters. Talk to me about that fight, Alan. What do you expect from Sean Dow?
5: Well, I, I respect Sean Dow as I always say, but uh, there is no way or shape or form that I can see he's not getting knocked out. You know, I can't, I don't wanna sound like too cocky, but I just don't see it. You know, I'm too 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 good, too good, too fast, too strong for him. I don't see it.
0: A win here, what does it do for your
5: career? Well, it does it does everything. It's putting me on the big stage. You know, some people, many people didn't hear about Savage till this fight came. So after this camp fight came, it's going to be even even better. Yeah.
0: You know? And then you're obviously managed by Dillian White as well. What's it like sharing the belt with Dillian once again as he faces Alexander Povetkin?
5: It's it's pure joy. It's pure joy. I don't think anybody can tell you. I, I, lo- I love sparring with Dillian. It's just, we enjoy, you know, we get in, we, get, we do, I do my eight rounds with him and we just enjoy and he, he knows what I can do and I know, I know what he can do. So, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sparring. You're going to see it.
0: What do you expect to see from his fight with uh, Alexander?
5: No, I, I think it's going to be a KO victory. Also. I say for the Rivas, I said he's going to go to distance and he's going to win and I said for the Povecchi, I think he's going to knock him out. He's too strong. I, I love Povetkin, I respect him. He's Olympian, of course, but I don't see it. I don't see it. Just as much as I don't see Chandel beating me.
0: Alan, just quickly one thing away from the fights. I know you're you're fond on your past generations of heavyweights and boxing in general. Who do you take inspiration from? Are there any in particular you enjoy to watch?
5: No, it's Joe Fraser, friends. Since day one. When I when I when I saw boxing, I saw Joe Fraser. You know, he's the first one I saw. And to this day I love him. I love his I love everything about Joe Fred. I get goosebumps. You uh, know, I love him. I love and all of those old fighters. And I like I love Roberto Duran. I love I love uh, Marvin Hagler, Everywhere. I love so much fighters, you know. But but other fighters, 70s, 60s, 80s. Alan, that's the last question from me. Thank you. Thank you very much.
6: Alan, how you doing?
5: Very good, very good, bro.
6: Good stuff. Um, I just want to mention last time we spoke a few weeks back, you was on track to fight Camille Solowski. Yes. Obviously, now it has changed. Shondell Winters, has your preparation changed at all?
5: No, like I said, I'm always doing the same. You know, It doesn't matter who is in front of me. It really doesn't matter. You know? it, just my coaches look at some things they do, so we do a little bit of specific work. But it's all the same. You know, and I think Kamil Sukolowski would be even a tougher fight for me. And Shondell is is higher ranked than Kamil, so it, it's all been great for me. You
6: know? You've been over there in the bubble for over a week now. How has it been in that environment?
5: Well, it's great, you know, being with all the top boxers, you know, and uh, Katie Taylor is here, Oksana Povetkin, Dillian White. It's, it's mad, you know, it's mad. Like walking, well, they're, they're already best at what they do. They're the stars, you know, so it's good to to, to use that energy theirs.
6: Absolutely. And the last one from me, just push you for prediction, what are you expecting on Saturday night?
5: I expect a third round KO. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything different because I really think third or or fourth round, because Shandeli is good. It could be one, it could be first round, but (laughs) he is good, his uh, experience. Parker did him in five or six. I'm going to try to
7: close it faster.
6: Alan, thanks for your time. Best of luck, mate.
7: Thank you. Hi, Alan. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Yes, Steve. Hi. Alan, I heard you had a few problems trying to actually get an opponent for this week. Was it four fighters turned you down? Yes, it was actually three fighters, yeah.
5: First it was Tom Little, he turned me down, he said, like Dylan said, he said he doesn't want to smoke. And then it was uh, Kamil Sokolowski. he took another fight on the short notice and he couldn't fight with me. And then it was Nick Webb, he said he doesn't want nothing to do with me. So I I, I was left with Shandell Winters, which really I like the most, No,
7: he's the best fight for me. How difficult is that, not knowing who you're fighting until relatively short notice, Alan? Well, it's not. It's not. I'm only one year as a professional. And
5: we're still in the, in the club. We train many top amateurs. So I always part with amateurs. And in, in amateurs, you never know you, who you're going to fight. I had the 90 fights. I never, I never
7: knew who I'm going to fight. So it's normal for me. It's normal. It's like walking in the park. Um, I have to ask you about Dillian, with him looking after you. In the sparring sessions with Dillian Allen, does he take it easier because he's looking after you? Or does he take it harder with you? <laughs>
5: you, you wouldn't believe me how hard he takes, you know. He, he takes the, the hardest one he can do, and I like it. I love it. I, I tell him all the time, go all out. You, you need it, you know, because I work, I'm sparring partly for him. You know, So I want him to go full, full, full power. I will be disappointed. I'll be mad if he doesn't go. You know, I'll punch him in the
7: throat or something to make him angry, you know. I'll let you do that one, Alan. Last one from us. Just a prediction on both fights this weekend. Uh, Alan Babish and Del Withers KO third round. Uh, Dillian White, Povetkin KO seventh round. Right, I'll put £10 on for you, Alan. Thank you very much. All right, best of luck. Take care. Thank you. Hi, Alan.
6: Charlie here from Fight Height. How are you, mate?
5: Hi, Charlie. Very good, very good. Never better.
6: Good to hear. This fight, when you look at, you know, your other stuff, you're only on your fight. This is quite a big step up for you. A sort of opponent like this in your fourth fight. does that mean that you want to move fairly
5: quickly with your career? Yes, yes. I think we already showed that to the world because I'm moving very, very fast. And just me talking to all of you guys proves that, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm not here by accident. I trained 10 years for this. And I'm, I'm ready now for everything. So I don't need to wait. That's what I said Dillian, Dillian understands that. He's a very good manager, actually. Very good. And he understands that. He said, no easy fights for me. Why do I need, like, ten fights easy? i just going to knock them out in 15 seconds. I'm going to kill somebody. To
6: be in with an opponent who uh, Joseph Parker was in with last, you're clearly in with a very, very tough operator. Do you think that you'll be prepared come Saturday night for anything that he can bring?
5: Yes, of course. I know his stuff. That's why I like it. That is why I like it, you know. For my last three fights was ended in the first two or three minutes. I don't like that. I train my whole year for a fight that lasts one minute. They can't do nothing. Chandel can do. I know he can. You know? I know he can and he will try to. And that's what, that's what I, I want to give a good fight to the people, you know. That is the main, main, main stuff that I want to do. So that's why I like this fight.
6: Of course. And uh, it's a behind-closed-doors environment. Uh, it's a it's a strange strange time that we're in. It's a pay-per-view show. How excited are you to have this sort of new audience watching you and watching what you can
5: bring? Well, this pay-per-view stuff—it's very new for me, and I, I'm I still don't understand. I'm not aware of it still. But no audience stuff—that's that's normal for me. You know, I had so many fights in the, the, the clubs working as a dormant, I had so many fights in amateurs in empty arenas. I had some fights outside. We fought everywhere in Croatia. You know, I was just try, trying to get a fight. We fought in, every, in villages, in, in all kinds of situations. So It's going to be normal for me, like a walk in the park.
6: Brilliant, Alan. Thank you very much for your time and all thank the you best you. come Saturday. Thank you,
7: uh, two, two quick questions. Uh, how important is it for you to uh, really, you know, like you said, you want to get them out of there in the first couple of rounds. Where it took Parker five rounds. Do uh, you, you know, try to compare yourself to, to that result?
5: Yes, of course. I want to. I want to finish him before Parker. I think that would make a, a big impact. I really want to do that, and I think I will do that. I really think because I'm, I'm getting ready for that. But I'm ready for eight rounds. No problem. We can do ten if he wants. Ask him. If he wants, we can add the, uh, two more rounds. So mm-hmm. it's good for me. I can go distance. I can go one round.
7: And uh, the other questions, with I guess so many eyeballs, be watching this show from around the world. How important is it for you to really? on an explosive performance to kind of uh, announce yourself as uh, one of the up-and-coming prospects in the heavyweight division?
5: Well, it's, it's critical for me. It's not important. It's critical for me to put on a good show. You know, not just not just to beat him up. Not just to knock him out. To put on a good show. I want to show, uh, show people that I know how to box. My, my coach is Olympic boxer. He has three Olympians. Two Olympians and third on the way in his club. So I know I, I, I want to just show people what I can do. There's going to be demonstration of Savage in the ring. It's not going to be Shandell Winters, yet. just my demonstration.
0: Don't be shy,
6: cause I, the life won't bring you down too far.
8: This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV and Associated with MTK Global. We're in Fight Camp Week 4. Delighted to be joined by Miss Undisputed. Yeah, Katie Taylor, how are you?
9: Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks Coogan. How are
8: you? Very well, thank you. No one's asked me that today.
9: Yeah, really? No, everyone's (laughs)
8: concentrating on themselves, which is understandable because most people are fighting this week. But anyway, how have you found the last couple of days since you've been here?
9: Um, it's definitely been a different experience. I mean, not being able to leave the hotel, I feel uh, like I'm in prison a small bit. But um, but it's the same for everyone, I suppose. And I'm just purely focused on the fight this weekend. And um, it's a different experience, but a great experience. And I'm just trying to soak it in.
8: I'm. I'm assuming that environment will be similar to the, your amateur days, yeah. so a little bit of getting used to it from
9: that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I am very, very used to this as an amateur, um, even uh, coming across my opponent in the hotel and stuff like that. Um, in, in the amateur days, obviously every single team, we're all staying in the same hotel, you're, you're coming across your opponents all the time, so uh, that this is no different to that, and um, obviously boxing in, in empty arenas I'm so used to as well as an amateur. So. Um, yeah, I mean I, I definitely am used to that.
8: There was a moment captured where you walked past Delphine yesterday. I'm I'm pretty sure Match made it bigger than what it yeah.
9: was. I didn't even know <laughs> what it was to an like Ice cold stare yeah.
8: or, or like a, a look that kills. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you're gonna run into her because yeah. you've got another three days before the fight here. So exactly, yeah. I'm sure you both remain professional.
9: Yeah, I, not yeah, to. I I, I don't um spend my energy playing uh, you know mind games with someone. I'm just purely focused on the fight at hand. And um, yeah, I'm obviously not a big, huge trash talker. I'm terrible at that. So I'm just here to focus on the fight.
8: Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the trash talk. Yeah. Phase, uh, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> nice well. yeah. um, so we want to kind of get this bit out of the way, but. The whole Serrano situation, obviously that's in the past now, but was that disappointing that that didn't happen?
9: Yeah, it was definitely disappointing at the time. We were obviously gearing up uh, for Amanda Serrano for um, for five months. Um, I was over in, in Connecticut uh, since January training for that fight. Obviously it was supposed to be in May, and then it got postponed to July, and then again it, it just got uh, postponed until August the 22nd, so I was very, very disappointed, but I'm, I'm delighted that I still have a big fight to look forward to. and. And as and stepped in, this is a this is a bigger fight than than Amanda Serrano. But you know, at the time, I was obviously very very disappointed.
8: I kind of made a point on uh, social media after this fight was announced that it's been a year uh, from the first of June to uh, Mm -hmm. when you fought Pearson, and you could have easily have kind of not avoided it, but just kind of you won the fight and moved on with your career. But it was very important for you just through public some of the public perception about who won that fight to address that uh into you saying no i won that fight i'll rematch her
9: yeah exactly i i, I think we knew right Um, we we're in the dressing room after the first fight i knew straight away that there was going to be a rematch in place and um, i obviously wasn't happy with, with my performance the first fight Um, it's obviously a very very close fight too close for my liking. so i definitely want to clear things up but, but these are the kind of fights i, I want to be involved in um, what's the point of being a, a, a professional boxer if you don't want to fight the best out there? I want to be involved in the biggest fights possible and uh, the fights that, that people are actually interested in And this is why I'm involved in the sport for. Um. I, I definitely didn't have to take this fight but this, this is the fight that I wanted.
8: So is it to convince the public or is it to convince yourself?
9: Um, I don't feel really like I have to convince anyway I just want to be involved in the biggest fights Um. but yeah I definitely want to uh, be a lot more convincingly probably for myself and uh, for the public maybe, for a bit of boats. Um, but I just want to be involved in, in big fights.
8: The first fight was a brilliant fight, best fight of the night. Um, are we to expect that same kind of <laughs> pace, energy, that kind of fight
9: yeah, this time around? I mean, uh, she's definitely a, a relentless fighter. Obviously she, she comes to fight, um, uh, she has a huge engine. It's never going to be an easy fight. Uh, I'm prepared for uh, a 10 round battle, but Hopefully it's not as exciting as the first time. Um, i I hope to fight a, a bit a bit smarter, but I just it's in my character to stand there and fight probably a bit too much. So who knows what's gonna happen on the actual fight night? Um, one of the most enjoyable parts of boxing is actually standing there and fighting, even though it's not it's not the smartest option. And um, but we'll see what happens. I I'm obviously going in to, hoping to to fight a, a bit smarter, but. Um, but if she catches me with a shot, I could just, that could go out the window and we'll see. I, I'm going to try to be a bit more disciplined in this way.
8: From a full MSG in New York last yeah. year to not an empty uh, Matchroom Square yeah. Garden, but obviously there's no crowd here, there's yeah. people here but there's no crowd yeah. here. Is that going to play a factor into Saturday?
9: yeah uh, i'm not sure to be honest i haven't really thought too much about it um, i think people are making a bigger deal a bigger deal out of uh out of an uh, no crowd um really i i don't think it's an advantage or disadvantage i'm just going to to better my opponent and uh this is why um boxing is so great doesn't i mean you have um two fighters who are willing to to knock each other out without any crowd this is the purest form of boxing we're ever, ever going to see really um but yeah, I'm just gonna go in there and, and perform regardless of whether he's in the crowd or not.
8: One of your former opponents beat one of would have been one of your future opponents mm. in Cecilia Breakhouse from the weekend. Were you surprised from yeah, Jessica Casco? Um,
9: I definitely was expecting Cecilia, maybe the outbox boxer. Um, but I'm not really overly surprised. I know how dangerous Jessica can actually be, and um. Yeah, I mean, what what an an amazing victory for Jessica, Um, but I thought Cecilia, as always, is so classy, even in defeat, I think she's probably the best representative of a women's boxing we've ever had, really. Uh, So classy in victory and defeat, and um, yeah, what an amazing career she's had, Uh, if she continues to go on or or not, she's had an amazing career, what a legacy she's left.
8: Were you disappointed by that? um
9: i can't say that i thought too much about i i'm obviously focused on, on pursuing this week I, I haven't i didn't even watch the fight I'm, I'm just um i haven't really thought too much about um that fight because purely i have to obviously get, get past pursuing first
8: absolutely yeah. um women's boxing really has kind of dominated over the last few weeks especially in this fight camp as well mm. we saw a, yeah. a great fight between harper and Jonas. And did you get to watch that or not i,
9: I did yeah. actually yeah yeah well both girls were sensational. I think um, I was actually delighted for Natasha because a lot of people are actually writing her off and I know how good Natasha can, can actually be. I know what she's capable of and um, she she showed that nice that she is at, at world level and I'm sure Terry took a lot from that fight as well. Uh, but both girls were absolutely sensational and uh, another fight a year contender it was absolutely incredible.
8: Now, I'm not going to ask any questions about any future opponents yeah, today. Exactly. <laughs> not just because Brian sat there, but yeah. you have got uh, the biggest fight of your career coming up yeah. uh, on a Saturday night, so you are fully focused on that. We can talk about all this stuff after this. So.
9: Exactly, yeah, yeah.
8: Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish, finished,
9: Casey? Um, have I got anything else? Uh, not really. Have you got anything else, Dad?
8: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got the stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it
9: now. No, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, I, I just can't wait to get in there on Saturday night and put on a great performance.
8: Do you kind of keep yourself in your room? What do you do? Do you mingle about? or? Keep yeah, yourself in your I
9: room? try to go for a walk a walk around the park out here. So that um, is like <laughs> a prison walk. <laughs> it is. It's that that is like a, a prison walk. <laughs> <route. Yeah. laughs> I'm planning my escape as a walk around. <laughs>
8: But you've got yeah. some of your family
7: here. So.
9: Yeah, exactly. I've got my mum and, and my nephew here, and um, obviously I'm very close to my team here as well. So um, it's not too bad. It's the same for everyone. Um, it's definitely been, as I said, a different experience. Well, I definitely miss going out for the long walks, um, but it's all good.
8: Did you think about asking Eddie home for a Winnebago, one of them big mower th-
9: homes? I, I, I am going to ask him for one the next time. <laughs> if this pandemic continues, I'm definitely going to ask him for, for one of them. But yeah, Dylan White definitely has a great setup out there. I'm, I'm completely jealous. I think it's a good idea yeah.
8: because Povetkin and Dylan White walking through these corridors here yeah. and having to do that, who moves yeah, first yeah, and on yeah. that. But I think it's good that he's put himself, even though it's not that far away, he's just kept yeah, himself yeah, away. Yeah,
9: it's definitely not safer as <laughs> well.
8: Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, Katie, thank you very much for your time yeah. and wish you the best of thank luck on Saturday thank night. Thank you so much, Kevin. So thank you, me,
9: Katie.
6: The life won't bring you down too far. Don't be shy, cause I, the life won't bring you down too far.
8: This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, we're in fight camp week four. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Shondell Winters. What up, mate? How are you, mate? I'm good. I can't complain. How are you finding uh, England, London, Essex? Oh, you know? everything's been good.
1: Um, I've enjoyed uh, the, the food, the, hospi- the hospitality, um, it's a good environment, safe. Safe,
8: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone here has obviously been tested for coronavirus, so you know you're safe. And you can't go nowhere. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, It has been, I suppose, for the first day where you had to come in, stay in your room until you got your result. Were you okay with that?
1: Um, it was a bit challenging because, you know, um, being confined, you you know, it's it's tough sometimes, you know, but uh, I was able to adjust. I mean, I hadn't been locked up before, so
8: so you're used to that kind of environment, I'm sure this was I ain't amazing. gonna say I'm used to it, but I can say, you know, I, I'm able to adjust to any, adapt to any situation. So you're from Harvey in Chicago? Yeah, Harvey, Illinois. Tell I, me about the people that don't know about
1: Harvey. Harvey, Illinois, um, I'm gonna I'm I'm go a different direction, you know, over in the UK. I ain't gonna glorify, you know, what Harvey is known for, but Harvey got a lot of beautiful people. You know what i mean it's uh it's diverse in, in in culture um harvey was a beautiful place you know um it, it's been run down a little bit because of you know crooked politicians and stuff like that but it's beautiful just like chicago you know don't get it twisted with the murders and things like that we don't want to talk about that but the reality is it's a beautiful place you know what i'm saying
8: that's cool with us, that's cool with us. Mm-hmm. Apologies, Sean mm-hmm. Um Yeah, you got the call. How long ago for this fight? Uh, a few weeks ago. Okay. A few weeks ago, I knew about
1: it. and um, Like I said, I had been in the gym all, re- all year. Like, I'd be in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, even after my fight in February, I was back in the gym. Like, after a little while. So I'm in the gym all year, you know? I always train. I'm always ready.
8: i always on go. Always on go. Always on go. How much of... Uh... Alan Babich, your opponent this week, have you seen? Not much.
1: Um, it's not personal for me, you know. So I really don't... I mean, this is me talking. I really don't be getting off into, like, getting like, oh, let me look and do it. It's not personal, this is business. I don't even know him, you know what I'm saying? Personally or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But as far as his fight style, I leave that up to my coaches. You know what I'm saying? Montel Ice Griffin. You know what I'm saying? And y'all go get that book, The Ice Life You Dig. You know what I'm saying? But uh my man Montel Griffin, you know what I'm saying, Sam Colonna, a lot of uh coaches that I deal with, uh Nate Jones, Rodney Wilson, you know what I'm saying? It's like um I'm just I mean to be honest with you man, I'm just happy to be here, you know. I'm ready to fight. I wish we was fighting today. Like, instead of doing this interview, I wish I was getting ready, you know, I wish I was getting my, my hands wrapped up, because I'm ready to bump, you know, that's it.
8: This is a, a, a real close environment for fighters, so, yeah. have you, I've seen him. You've seen him, and I
1: heard he said he was going to knock me out, but when I saw him, he ain't had that energy, like, he was going to knock me out, because if I'm, like, where we from, you know what I'm saying, if, if I said it went on record like I'ma knock him out when I seen him, that's what it would have been. Now I understand it's a business, but I'm just telling you how we cut. You know what I'm saying? If I'ma go on this camera and be like I'ma knock dude out when I see him, it's that. You know what I'm saying? When I seen him, it wasn't like oh I'ma knock you out or none of that. You know? So I don't know, you know, but all I know is that we got a fight Saturday, and um I'm ready to go. I've been ready to go, and um I can't wait to put on the show.
8: You got um, an excellent knockout ratio in mm. your 13 wins, 12 opponents have been knocked out. Yes. Uh, we know you went five rounds with the former world Joseph champion Parker. Joseph Parker. Mm. Is the Joseph Parker fight completely out of your system and out of your mind now?
1: Um, to be totally honest with you, I didn't... Like, so what I'm going to say um, is not boxing correct, right? But I'm just oh, telling you, man. I'm going to share life with you. Um, for me, uh, I didn't, I didn't took, you know what I'm saying? I didn't took some real losses, you know? Losing ain't nothing that I'm ever going to be comfortable with or nothing, but I didn't took real losses. Like, I lost my grandmother, I lost my uncle to, my uncle was beat to death by by the Harvey police, you know what I'm saying? My grandmother passed uh, from stage four cancer. Like, I didn't took a lot of losses, an older brother, you know what I'm saying? So, Losing a fight to Joseph Parker, like that's not in my head, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like I understand what happened while I lost, and that's what I corrected. You know what I'm saying? But the truth is, like that was done. You know what I'm saying? Like the next day, like you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you gotta think this is fighting. This is boxing. You know what I'm saying? It's real life going on, like in the UK and other play. In other, pl- in other pl- it's real life going on. You know what I mean? So it's like. A, a losing a fight bro that's not the end of the world you know what I'm saying that's not that. like that's been on my system it was just like you know dang you know what I'm saying I got cough slipping cause this right here you know what I'm saying and then you tighten that up and then you come back like alright where you at
8: yeah I suppose <laughs> when you put it like that in the yeah. grand scheme of life yeah and the things that you're talking about you've been through then yeah, yeah, yeah. there's more shit. important things you know what I'm saying shit it's like you
1: know why i am going why I'ma be worried or thinking about you know what i'm saying a fight we just was fighting with gloves on and it wasn't even for real you know what i'm saying like when i say for real i mean like you know anybody die afterwards you know and so i do i be talking about death not like i'm cool with it. i'm just be trying to share with y'all like what be now going you're being on. you being know, honest you're being
8: honest about for real the way the world is yeah
1: especially where we from like out that way it's dude like that's why i come i be laughing at a lot of these fighters they really don't be wanting to fight man people that could fight i want to fight you know what i'm saying somebody that could fight we don't want mickey mouse you know what i'm saying if you're familiar with the video game tekken we want the king we want the one that you know what i'm saying we want him you know what i'm saying like so i want the world champions you gotta take care of business on saturday night so that's what's first you know
8: what i'm saying speaking to um eddie hun just A little while ago he said that he wanted a fight for Alan Babbage with someone like yourself to see how good Alan Babbage is because he's had three fights he's a you could argue he's a novice um, but he wanted to see exactly how good he is by putting him in with someone like yourself Mm -hmm. Um, well I could say this
1: man I appreciate Eddie Hearn for giving me an opportunity platform again to showcase my God-given ability. Um, all I'm gonna say about the situation, cause I don't really wanna talk, you know what I'm saying, about him, cause like it's 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 up there with him, you know what I'm saying? Like Saturday we getting it on and that's that, you feel me, he didn't say he gonna knock me out of all this. So I really don't wanna talk about him, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? It be hard sometimes when I see him not to get on his ass, you know? Cause he, he, he went on like, yeah, I'm gonna knock him out in the first round, like you disrespectful, fool ass punk, you know?
8: But uh, listen, this is a, like I said to you, this is a, a close environment where you can't help but run into everyone who's in the camp because the bubble outside, even in the corridors, is yeah. very small. So <laughs> it's Wednesday today. There's opportunities where you guys are yeah. going to probably bump into each other. Yeah. So let's just hope it is safe for the ring because we do want to see the fight. Let me tell you this, man. When you talk
1: about bumping into people, so back in Chicago, it's a rapper named uh, FBG Duck. He just got killed in chicago downtown chicago in the gold coast area you could we you, bumping into people you know what i'm saying like dude if you have people that in chicago they call them ops right that's a person that's opposition to you so if you run into a op you know what i'm saying you could bump into an op anywhere if you got a face card look at where i'm at i'm in the uk you know what i'm saying i got a face card so people see me they gonna know who i am back at the crib right and just from a lot of stuff that was going on back at the crib. So at the end of the day, you could bump into somebody that you and, and here, we they they selling it with gloves. If you bump into an op or an op bump into you back at the crib, they gonna push your top back. They gonna put a, a one of those um one of them shell cases in your head, your chest or your back. That's what they gonna do to you if they catch you. So when I talking about bumping into him, he ain't finna do nothing. Like he ain't. What he going What he gonna do? If I see him? Well, you know I'd like saying?
8: to think you just kind of walk past
1: each other. Uh, and- shit, I'm I'm cool at all times. I'm saying I ain't. He the one said I'ma knock him out. I'ma do this. I'ma do that. That's what he said. So I'm saying all right. When you see me, shit. That's what you should be on, or shut the fuck up like I'm I, me personally I'm just alright Saturday we gonna fight I don't even wanna talk about
8: why well, I'm gonna do none of that cause I'm gonna show you not long to find out anyway yeah. uh, Shondell um, I appreciate your time have you got anything else you, you'd like to add before we finish man follow me on Instagram
1: at Winters Shondell on, on Facebook at Shondell Winters you spell it S-H-A-W-N-D-E-L-L um yeah. man you know, I'm, I'm really a guy. I'm a man of peace, but my words mean war, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm glad to have my main man, Montel Griffin with me. You know, Sam couldn't come. Uh, Nate and them, you know, Rodney, all the people back home, I wanna say, you know, send a shout out to them. Uh, my, my daughter just had a birthday, you know what I'm saying? Happy birthday. Happy you know, birthday. You know what I'm saying to my baby? I'm over here, so I couldn't been there. And, um, you know, uh, daddy be back, you know? And um, man, tune in Saturday night, man. You know, a lot of people will say things like, "I, I can't even tell you how it's gonna go. I just know it ain't gonna go how he think it's gonna go. That's all I know."
8: Okay. Do your eyes change color? I swear your eyes were a man, different
1: color my, outside. I ain't gonna lie to you, gang. They do. My shit do. You know what I'm saying? They do, do they? Yeah, they do. I looked kids the don't Your, get these your eyes like, were a different color. My, my shorties don't got these eyes though, and I and I kind of thought, you know. That that one arm water like I got seven kids. Seven. I got five boys and two girls. <laughs> That's a squad. Like, That's a, a squad. whole time, whole time. That is squad. Like you know, and all my sons is they get busy. All of them. You know what I'm saying all the way down to the fourteen year. All of them get busy.
8: Did I any of your boys box? All uh, girls.
1: All well, except for the oldest, all of the ones under that Yeah. 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 And they nice. Like you know what I'm saying, and ain't
8: nice. Good.
1: And my daughters, my daughters is into gymnastics and singing. So my oldest daughter, she's like, she taught herself how to do like all of the like no hand cartwheel flips and all this. Like my baby, awesome. You know, yeah. So, but that's it, man. Um, I'm ready to fight. You know what I'm saying. I'm glad to be here with my main man. You know, um, people who 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 care about me for real. Like I was telling them before, when I met, you know what I'm saying, Martel, I knew who he was. So I, I really was willing to, like, beat him up, not because I ain't like him, because I knew who he was. It was. I was trying to get some respect, you know. And what was, what was, you know what I'm saying, player about how he was coming with that was he understood that. Like, he ain't take it like, you know what I'm saying, you little bitch-ass nigga, like, you know what I'm saying, because he, he older than me too. And this man had been a world shape. So he wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, like that with me. It was like... I mean, I like him, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, let's work again. And and he was telling, he was saying shit to me, like, man, I'm going to get better and better. Like, the next time we spar, I'm going to beat your ass, you feel me? Like, this how he talking, like, whole hell, like, shit, all right, you know? So the next time we spar, he was getting better and better, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, damn. And I'm charged up, right? I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to line him up, the right hand off, because that's how it is in the city, right? I'm trying, we fighting like we sparring but we fighting. That's when I knew I'm like, yeah, it's levels to this shit. Cause he wasn't even doing nothing special. He was just, you know, wow. So I'm like, and it's like he was I couldn't hit him with the right hand after that first day. You know what I'm saying? After that first day, that first day I kinda, you know what I'm saying, I ain't gonna you know what I'm saying, but you know, he right here, so the first day I kinda got him. The next few times, you know what I'm saying, like I ain't finna say you got me. <laughs> I ain't finna say he got me. I'm saying the first <laughs> the first, look, The first time, the, the first day, I got him right. So the next couple of times, you know what I'm saying, he was studying and he was turning it up. And it was like, you know, he was hitting me with shots. that I'm like, damn, you know, like, I ain't even really see it coming. So, you know, I was really uh, blessed and fortunate, man, to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because him, Rodney Wilson, you know what I'm saying? I was just fortunate to come into of boxing family that had kind of was established, by like him and my first coach. They was like childhood friends, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, you know what I'm saying. that We was just, we just hit it off, you know. And it was, it was, it was what was up, you know what I'm saying. But I ain't gonna say he beat me up or he got me, you know what I'm saying. The next couple of days, but what I will say is, it wasn't the same as the first day. I can say that it was not the same as the first day. The first day was like go deal you know what I'm saying, the next day was like, go D, you know what I'm saying, and then the next day it was like, alright go, you know what I'm saying, and then it was like
8: shit man, you know what I'm saying, you know, and that's how it was. Well, I'm hoping tomorrow that Montel will sit down with me as well and we can get his side of this as well, if, you, if he's got a few minutes tomorrow, he definitely has, He sits to the right for people that don't know, He sat there very silent, but very animated as well, he,
1: he really, like, the whole time, though, he really won't be to be like, yeah, I would be, he would be my ass, but I ain't, for the time. I mean, cause the whole time, I wasn't really beating, I ain't beat his ass the first day, you know what I'm saying? I just, you know what I'm saying, got the better of it. This, the next few times, like, he got the, I ain't gonna say the next few times, the ne- I say it was like two and two. We sparred a total of about four times, and it was like two and two to mm. so be a buck with you. The first day it was decent, the next day, you know what I'm saying, it was a little less decent, but it was still decent than the last two times, shit, it was in his favor, you know? That's the truth though, you know what I'm saying? If I was lying, he'd definitely tell you, like, yeah, so that's the truth, you know what I'm saying? And now, mind you, when that was happening, I think I had probably at that time only about, what, seven, eight fights? Like, I ain't had that many fights at the time. And I'm only saying that to say, uh, I had like, that was like four years ago. So that was around when I was just starting, uh, pro. I turned pro in 15. That was like, you was getting- I got suspended since he was 16. He was getting, Montel was getting ready for a comeback. He was getting ready for a fight. He was, He was. You know, you know what I'm saying? And when he came to the gym, like I said before, I was like, you know what I'm saying, like whoa, you know what I'm saying, like this. But I had seen him in the hood before. You know what I'm saying? But I had seen him in the neighborhood before and he ain't even remember. You know what I'm saying? That I
8: had seen him, so, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, if we can have a chat with you tomorrow, that will be actually <laughs> good. We'll, we'll do something tomorrow. but am um,
1: <laughs> tell him So t- He going to tell y'all, you know what I'm saying, the j- how the jab was working, you did, and all that, you did. But uh, the best thing about it is, man, all that experience that he had and all of the hunger and all that I had, that's been kind of meshed, and he didn't work. And help my game a lot in the shm- in in the in a small window of time that me and him have been working. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And every time I call him, you know what I'm saying? He be at the drop of a dime. All right, when we going? You know what I'm saying? So you know that's player and that's thorough to me. So you know what I'm saying? For, I, I'm the type of person I, I like to dance with who I come with. When you show me that type of loyalty and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'ma rock with you. So that's what
8: I be. saying. Dell, thank you very much for your time. Yes, much sir, appreciated. Loyalty over royalty. You did? And uh, best of luck on Saturday night, and hopefully we'll grab a word of you after the flight. Don't y'all ever forget that. Loyalty over royalty.
1: You know what I'm saying? Loyalty over royalty. And don't forget at this time
6: to repent. Thank you very much. Be I Life won't bring you down too far
10: and welcome to fight camp week for the final week, the big one. Just how excited are you now? You've touched down and you're in, Brentwood.
2: I'm good, man. Good, good. You know me. I'm, I'm always the same. Over the years, it's never really changed. It's the same
10: same on me, man. Can you just give us a little insight into that training camp in Portugal? Probably longer than you thought it would be, um, but simply by looking at the shape of you, one that's obviously um, paid dividends.
2: No, it, it, it's been tricky because of the fight, been rescheduling, and then you have to change things around. but. It's been good at the same time because um, my last sight like, I was uh, I was like close to 280 pounds, which is too heavy. So <laughs> I didn't walk around at 280 pounds, but it's just certain things in my life and things I was just you know, my head was was all over the place. You know, obviously so it was good to have time to train, get into shape. You know, I had a bit better time, I had a bit of time, so it was good. Training worked and stuff. You know. Um, tried a lot of new things and stuff, so it was a good tough time to adjust to it, man. It was very good.
10: What's your mentality and your mindset coming into this fight against Alexander Povetkin?
2: The same mentality, just, um, you know, obviously, very experienced guy, you know, he's been top at the tree for 15 years, you know, former Olympic gold medalist, former world champion, and all this stuff, but to me, I'm just on straight maximum violence, so, you know, obviously I respect him, that's why I train so hard and that's why I went to Portugal. I was able to have access to private facilities where I could still train during this time, and I've taken him serious, you know. And obviously, it's very dangerous. And he knows if he beats me, his whole life and career is rejuvenated again. So, you know, um, I'm I'm just coming to just cause chaos and, and 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 violence in the ring, to be honest, you know.
10: What sort of fight can we expect from you? What have you been particularly working on? We know about Pavicin with the um, supremely successful amateur career, mm-hmm. including an uh, Olympic uh, gold medal, mm-hmm. former world champion. Uh, he's probably boxed everybody around his weight that's been the best at the time. Mm. Um, so, what can you expect from him?
2: Ah, uh, you know, um, I mean, so it's a very sharp, strong, focus for Pavicin to come into the into the ring. You know, um, he looks in shape. I've seen him. He looks good. He looks motivated. You know, obviously. He's 41, but he looks young. He doesn't look like an old, tired 41, you know, obviously. He looks well, and his last fight, he showed that obviously, you know, he's still motivated and he can still have a bad start and finish strong, you know, which I thought Hunter started good, but he finished strong in the mid and late rounds. So, I'm expecting, um, to be honest, I do not even watch his latest fights. I watched like the old ones when he was in his prime, you know I mean? Like when he was tackling a tricky Cedric Boswell, you know, Eddie Chambers, and those, those are the kind of fights I watched when he was at his best, you know, obviously, so, um, we know he's got good chin, we know he's only lost the two reigning world champions at the time, you know, Joshua was um, unified, Klitschko was unified, you know, so, um, I'm expecting the best, the best the can to come, to be honest.
10: Do you still see yourself as a work in progress, bearing in mind, uh, didn't have a long extensive amateur career and although you've sort of been relatively active as a pro there's still more to come you're still sort of learning under the bright lights in front of the cameras
2: yeah there's a lot to come obviously you know everyone knows what my career and what's happened and all my career has been you know obviously i had seven amateur fights and 28 professional fights you know obviously i'm still compared to someone like uh perfect and revis parker these guys been boxing for forever like i'm still learning and working on simple things like my stance, you know, keeping my knees bent, you know, remembering to be defensively sound when I'm being offensive. But I'm still working on lots of things, so much more to come, you know. Um, but one good thing I have is I learn and adapt as the fights is going on. Like, it's like, as I'm fighting, I start seeing things, it starts playing out, then I start I start recognising things and I make the adjustments that I need to make. As you guys see in different fights, I've done different things. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've, I've boxed or, you know, sometimes, I haven't looked my I haven't looked the greatest, but I find a way to get the job done and that's what matters to me and I'm I'm not care I don't care about what people say, what people think. The main thing is I find a way to get the job done. You know, these fights have been offensive, fights where I have been aggressive, fights I've I've boxed, other fights have um box fight and stuff. So for me, you know, that's one of my secret weapons. I'm very, very good at adapting to my situation.
10: Would you mind just sort of explaining the thought process behind bringing Dave Caldwell in for fight night to work alongside? Um, Xavier Miller, who mm-hmm. has been without you th- throughout this camp and the last camp, I think. Yeah, yeah, you, you
2: know, um, obviously, coach, um, he's very clever guy. He's very meticulous kind of guy, and um, it's we was his idea. He said, "Listen, it's always good to have a second pair of eyes because I'm very. Obviously, we are close. We're very much um emotionally engaged. Sometimes you don't see everything. It's impossible for you alone to see everything. So he said it's very." He thinks it's very important of a second experienced person who might see something that I might miss or he might miss and someone that he can work with, with no ego um to help get you to win the fight. It's about you winning the fight. It's not about me trying to prove to anyone that oh I'm this much of a great culture, I'm this much, this or whatever. So at first I was like, hmm, this is a bit strange, but then after this, we had a couple of chats and they explained what you're he saying, he's saying obviously you no know, I can't see everything. You can't see everything. Sometimes it's very good enough. Dave Cordell has been around a long time. He used to be in David A's corner. He trained Derek for a while. He trained Bellevue, you know, and and he's been around for a while. He's had a lot of boxers at different level and different level the circuit. I get on with him. And funny enough, you know what I mean, two years ago, I mean, he said, you know, I would like to see work Wirt in Alexander Povetkin after he just knocked out Lucas Brown. And here we are. And he's in the corner now, you know, obviously. My coach is a very good coach. Obviously, a lot of people know about him because, obviously, he works with the amateurs and he'd be a lot of guys from amateur up to English style, almost British style level, you know. But um, sometimes in life, you just need a moment. You just need a chance, you know. I mean, it will start somewhere, you know. I mean, I remember when we first started in Sky interviews, where you are now, you know. It's like we all improve and we all, you know, everyone has to start somewhere and everyone needs an opportunity, you know what I
10: mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Just how on earth do we sort of answer this question what happens after this fight do you get your shot at the world title and who do you think that will be again? <laughs> I
2: <laughs> you know what man I, I don't even know I don't know you know I hope Tyson Fury does beat Wilder I can't see the end of Wilder beating him in the third fight because he upboxed him and he up-punched him and he up him up and he what's Wilder gonna do? He's not gonna all of a sudden become a great jabber and a great mid range fighter, you know. He got a box, he got bullied and he got beat up, so I can't see him winning the third fight unless Tyson Fury just become completely complacent and get tagged, which can happen everywhere boxing. with boxing is it's the craziest thing ever. But um but I got a feeling Tyson Fury beat Wilder and he'll vacate and try and fight Anthony Joshua without the belt. You know, I got a feeling that's what he would do. He doesn't seem to show any interest in the fight. I want to fight me, you know what I mean? Um, and they try really trying to put obstacle in the way of fighting me. You know, he said that when he beat the anti white he was going to fight me because he deserved it and I've been mandatory and blah, blah, blah. Then after the fight, he started saying some other stuff, but that's typical Tyson Fury. He says one thing today, he says another thing tomorrow. I guess that's what makes him exciting and makes him controversial, I guess. But hopefully he does fight me. I think it's a big fight. And um, it's a very winnable fight for me as well, you know?
10: just finally then some people have said this is a a big risky fight because you didn't have to take it you could have mm-hmm. just sat you could have rested, um you obviously stayed busy in the gym just waited for your chance to come but that doesn't seem to be in your makeup in your mentality that you don't want to wait around you want to keep active
2: you know what i'm still learning you know what i mean i don't sit and pretend to be the the best heavyweight a lot of people say oh, i'm the best heavyweight this and you i don't sit and pretend to be the best heavyweight i know what i have i know what i can do i know what i'm capable of but Experience is something you can't buy. Experience is something you have to learn. You know, like I said, I'm very inexperienced. A lot of people forget, a lot of people criticise me, say they say, we forget, I've had seven amateur fights, 24, 28 professional fights. So I'm still learning. I need to, like, perfect King's probably before at least 20 or 30 guys has got the same style as me and the same stature as me, the same built, the same sort of um, aggressive aggressive counter puncher fighter. You know what I mean? Just in the amateurs alone. Then if you look at professional record, the guys he's fought, so he's seen a lot of guys like me, you know, I haven't seen a lot of guys, I've fought guys similar to him, obviously, I haven't seen a lot of guys like him that's technically sound, you know, very experienced, very mature, and very meticulous, so, for me, it's not new, it's not something new for me, but it's something different at the same time, so for me, I'm just adding bricks to the walls, when I do eventually get the real title, I'm not questioning myself, and I'll, I'll... the, the fans and the people and obviously the network and more, more more belief in me, because they see me have these fights. They see me fight the Povetkin, the rivers the parkers the this. They, they see me challenge the different styles and, and win these fights. So when the title fight comes, you don't think, oh, well, yeah, he's going to, you know what I mean? I've done the things and learned the things and put the things in place. So that So when I get there, I'm, I'm as prepared as I can be, you know? All
10: right, finally, just your prediction then. How does this fight end?
2: Just, <laughs> you know, I don't like making prediction, man. You know, but you know, I, I'm I'm gonna win. Regard, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. I feel good. I'm motivated. You know, I mean, I'm in, I'm in shape. You know, um, and um, I believe. I, I tried to fight Pivik in what two years ago when he knocked out David Price. You know, mm. I was ready to go then. I was I was ready to go there and then. In you know, incident, I, yeah. I was I was ready to go there and then. They get, they accepted the fight and then they pull out and fought Joshua, which I understand. I was ready to go then. So. I thought two years later, I'm not going to be, you know what I mean? I was ready to go then. I was ready to go then, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's in David Price, and I was like, God, oh, mate, you know, this guy deserves, you know, obviously, I back my countryman, man, man. And I didn't like what he did to David that day, but I was like, you know, what? let's go.